Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Welcome, everybody, to our second holiday episode uh, of Rules Aren't Real. As you heard last week, we are taking a look at all of the different traditions um, that we could kind of collect uh, from people that that we know and we've encountered and and worked with and and whatever else, um, not just in New York, but around the country. And we're talking to folks who come from different traditions, um, from different cultures, who from different religions who have their own traditions that they grew up with, some of which they've kept, some of which they've ditched, some of which they've amended, kind of, you know, in the tradition of rules aren't real. We're just taking a look at what choices do you have around your traditions, which ones are meaningful to you, um, and which ones aren't really that important once you kind of grow up and make your own decisions about what you'd like that to look like. So we've got a, a, a several cool people that we're talking to today. Uh, with their own versions of what makes the holiday season special to them. And we're super excited to share it with you. As always, we want to hear from you. So please join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash RAR podcast to tell us all about your traditions. We're just wondering sort of, you know, if you want to tell us a little bit kind of about you, if you have any particular cultural traditions that come from, um, you know, your, your, what do we want to call it? Ethnic ancestry or whatever, your family traditions, your local traditions, your personal traditions, whatever comes to mind that's just kind of stuff that's unique to you. Sure. I mean, I, my traditions have changed over the years. Um, when I was younger, I would we'd go to midnight mass, and that was the thing that we did because I was raised Catholic. And so we would do the whole midnight mass thing, stay up till 1.30 in the morning, and I'd be playing the piano at church and when I was a teenager. Is, and, this, is this on Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas Eve. It's They have like an hour and a half long mass. I can't even remember how long it is. But it was excruciating and <laughs> uh, also kind of fun. I, I remember enjoying it, and I actually kind of miss going to do that. But... Just because it was very, it was very traditional, and it was something that we did every year, regardless of what was going on. So that's something I thought about bringing my daughter to do, just so she can see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I have a four-year-old, so she asked me what a church is just recently, and I thought, how do I explain what a church is to a four-year-old that hasn't been indoctrinated in in the church? It so that sounds that's like a simple question, but it's really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I said, I said, you know, that's where people go to pray and 
speak to God? And she said, well, what's God? (laughs) I said, a lot of people believe that this entity, this thing created all people. And so they go to church to try and communicate with that person. And she just kind of took it in and went, okay. So I'm interested to see what would happen if we take her to do that. But What's kind of awesome about this, Lydia, also, is that Natasha is a scientist, and her daughter's name is Nova. Ooh, I love right? that. Yeah, she's she's my little star. Um, it's it's hard being having like a scientific mind and explaining it to a four year old. I, I don't do the whole baby talk thing. We have a hard time, and so we're having a hard time dealing with the whole Santa Claus thing because we've taught her about. <laughs> being logical so to her the idea of santa claus makes no sense whatsoever (laughs) we're still going with it she's like so how does he get down the chimney though and how does he reach every child in one night i don't get it mom (laughs) she disappeared yesterday while i'm cooking dinner and i i said to my husband i said where did nova go and he goes she's outside looking for the chimney (laughs) <laughs> oh she, gosh! <laughs> she came running in and said we don't have a chimney and I said no we do it's right here it's just not brick like another person's chimney and she goes oh I see it there's smoke coming out of it so she was <laughs> trying to figure this all out <laughs> I love that I think it's so neat to think about the traditions that we were given or that were shared with us when we were growing up and then deciding I mean, mm-hmm. Colleen and I have talked a lot about this. Like, we we don't have kids, so from an outsider's perspective, we talk about what parenthood might be like, and we've had episodes about that. But um, it's interesting to think about the choice you have as a parent. Like, what which of those traditions do you want to pass on, and which you know which ones do you leave behind, or maybe what new traditions do you create with Nova? Right? Like, she's got her own ideas, and she's a self possessed person, so. How does she want to celebrate the holidays? Um, just kind of interesting questions. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that whole idea. I, you know, I was always thinking if I had kids, I wanted to, to start a like creative Christmas challenge thing where like everybody got $25 and then they had to come up with the most creative gift for the other person. Or I don't know, just like what, what can you do when you have kids? What have, what have you guys come up with, you and your husband, that you're creating with your family? Well, we, every... Every Christmas Eve since she's been born, and I think we started right before, uh, we, we haven't had much tradition after the whole church thing. I met my husband when I was very young, and so he kind of balked at the whole midnight mass thing. So when I went to college and became a pagan, I suppose, I lost my ability to understand why we went to church. So we started doing uh, kind of a Noche Buena, like a Mexican-style Christmas Eve, where we do tamales and pozole and margaritas and wear our Christmas pajamas, which the Christmas pajamas were a big thing in my family. My grandmother did it. My aunt does it. Um, A lot of people in my family do the matching Christmas pajamas. Um, We do have our own spin on it. My daughter really liked the movie Krampus. So this year we got Mary Krampus shirts for our Christmas pajamas. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> She's into the horror genre. She is, man. I just, it's the funnest thing. And I love that you guys are doing this about kind of how you do your own traditions because I, I was telling my mom about this and 
I was telling her about your podcast and she was with my five-year-old niece and I was explaining how the, this is about talking about the rules that we can break potentially. And she was very hung up on, well, what we, this is good because we need to understand what rules we need to keep as well. And I was like, yeah, but this is about breaking rules. <laughs> so I come from a very rule centric family. We have to follow the rules. And I have always been the person to say, well, but why? And how can we change it to better suit our own needs? Which is 100% what we're about, right? It's, it doesn't, you can keep the rule or break the rule. It's about knowing that you have a choice and, make, and being intentional about it. Oh, I agree. And if you understand it and you're, you're rooted in logic when you're dissecting a rule, then you can decide what components of that are useful and which aren't. So how do you guys celebrate um, New Year's or, or is there any other specific part of the holiday season that you guys have traditions about, like going and looking at the Christmas lights in the neighborhoods or what else do you guys do? We always cut down um, a Christmas tree or we get a Christmas tree um, the day after Thanksgiving because we're off and we go through all the holiday stuff and tear it all out and just spend like the whole weekend basking in all of its glory. Uh, which my daughter loves. She she actually likes um, Halloween better than Christmas, I think. So we end up having to play the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack while we're doing it. <laughs> I love that. Which is fun and also creepy. But again, uh, understanding my child, she, she can be a little creepy. She sounds like she's going to grow up to be, well, and already is, uh, a super unique human which is the best kind a badass rule breaker you might say <laughs> yes using logic all the time <laughs> i love it i love it okay what about new year's anything special for new year's or you guys kind of keep it chill new year's we it changes every year i'm i found myself to be a highly inconsistent person so the fact that we do anything year after year on any holiday is really striking um, so New Year's falls more into the whatever the hell happens kind of category. Got it. Yeah. We, I kind of love that we, too, though. It's like, you don't always have to make a big deal out of every holiday, you know? <laughs> you can have some days be a little more relaxed. Well, and I think also those, like, following every tradition can, you know, I know a lot of families where, First of all, it's it's always like mom's job to make sure that all of the traditions are upheld. And so if you add to this list and you create, okay, well, we always have this for dinner and everybody's always wearing this and we always have this kind of tree and it's, you know, it happens at this time of day and it can get kind of exhausting too. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely on mom's shoulders because dad just runs around and enjoys things. He's like, oh, this is awesome. How, how did all this come to be? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, all the Christmas shopping and, and everything, too. I mean, since the since Amazon's been around, though, I'll say he's gotten better with Christmas shopping. Um, but unfortunately, it's linked to my account. So I tend to know whatever I'm getting before it gets here. <laughs> oh, the age of Amazon. <laughs> Alas. But yeah, it's uh, it is a lot of work, and so I try to keep it pretty chill. I mean, my big thing I love the Feliz Navidad Noche Buena uh, tradition because I can get toasted and just be in my pajamas, which is great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, perfect. Well, we're just doing mini interviews today, so I think we've uh, we've got what we need. Uh, anything else you want to share with us before you peace out for the evening? No, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. So, for those of you who don't know, our next guest is my boyfriend, Neil. Hi, love you. Hello. Um, hi. So, today we're spending some time um, hearing from a whole bunch of different people about how they celebrate the holidays. So, we're curious to hear um, what holidays you celebrate and how you celebrate them or how people in your family celebrate um, stuff like that. So, go right ahead. So... Um, I celebrate, I guess, normally how most Americans celebrate the holidays. Uh, I guess Christmas is the only thing we, my family and I do Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, we meet up, uh, on the 24th at night and then we open presents at midnight and then probably stay up to like two or four, just depending on, I guess, how we're feeling. Um, and then New Year's. Um, so my background is, um, both my parents are Ecuadorian and growing up as a kid, we would go, uh, to Ecuador during the holidays here and there. Um, and I remember one, uh, one year we stayed there through New Year's. Usually we just stay for, for Christmas, but this time we stay for New Year's and, uh, I didn't know that it was a tradition. So in Ecuador, there's a tradition on New Year's. Uh, to burn these giant uh, kind of like paper mache dolls that are about they, they range from like two to three feet to like sometimes I, I remember seeing seven feet tall kind of paper mache dolls that they would burn at midnight uh, and they would be called uh, what was the name of it uh, like the old years and translated from Spanish um, and it's just symbolizing kind of the burning of, of this the past year uh, and usually they have, um, like, political figures, cartoon characters. Um, cough, cough, Donald Trump, cough, cough, just saying. Yeah. So probably this year they'll have tons of Donald Trump uh, dolls that they burn at midnight. So is this something that, it sounds to me like this is something that, like, if you're in Ecuador, these are available all over the place and people buy them and burn them? Yeah. Do you yeah, make your own or what? You can make your own, but it's... it's uh, uh, I guess it would be difficult, but there's uh you can find them on the streets, like just uh, like in the commercial areas, just on the streets, people, people selling them uh, pretty much on every corner. Uh, and sometimes they, they just sell like the, uh, like a head and then you attach it to like, uh, uh, you just make like pillows, just get some old pillows and then put it together and put some old clothes on it. Like old clothes of yours too, to like kind of symbolize kind of like, the you know the end of the year um this is some voodoo shit like this is yeah. legit <laughs> it's, it's so a little weird it's a little weird at, you know at night and seeing uh a whole bunch of because I, I remember i was like on a third floor kind of rooftop apartment and just seeing all over the streets just in the middle of the streets just fire and just burning stuff well, that was my question. Like, I'm so curious about the logistic. Obviously, people aren't burning seven-foot effigies inside their apartment. So people, like, at midnight, you just see everybody dragging their 2016 effigies out into the street, and you usually, burn them. Usually they have them. 
yeah, usually they have them out there pretty pretty early, like in the afternoon. <laughs> like it's pretty. Uh, there's there's not a lot of cars, I guess, uh, during during the afternoon time. So they just kind of get ready and just stick them out there uh, for display um, for people to see. You know what kind of doll you have. Um, Interesting. And, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was interesting thinking back. I you know Lydia approached me about this, and I was just thinking, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot that 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 is a thing in Ecuador, and um, yeah. Do you know the name of the like? What is it called in Spanish? This the object itself. Uh, um, los años viejos. So it's like the the old years. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just literally the old years. Um, yeah. Are there any particular foods that you associate with exactly this time of year? And like, like I, I mean, I, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, my ex who's Venezuelan, and there are certain foods that they only make at this time of year. Do you have anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of flan. Flan is a very, uh, uh -huh. yeah, uh, Hispanic Latin type of dessert, and so we made that for for Thanksgiving as well as probably do it for for uh, for Christmas. Uh, but uh, I know we we get a I guess fruit cake, some type of fruit cake. I don't know if it's exactly fruit cake, but uh, we usually buy the buy that, but we don't really make anything super special yeah oh what about new year's anything come i mean food or otherwise any so, sort of new year's tradition? yeah the other the other new year's tradition um that i think is more common is like i know my mother she she eats the 12 grapes at midnight uh and what then, the heck is this 12 grapes thing oh my god I don't know. i'm it's so i'm so white this is t today is the first day that i've heard of the 12 grapes really yes Eduardo about told that. us about it, and now you're telling us about it. Yeah, the twelve grapes. Uh, she so she's always ready with uh, the twelve grapes in her hand, and I, I, I think she also wears special colored underwear. I think yellow represents uh, wealth, and red represents love. Uh, and then the suitcase, you know, you carry it around the suitcase around the block to so you can to bring in the the you know traveling to go traveling this coming year. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> you, you go around the block with a suitcase. <laughs> okay, Never my mind one. is being blown right now. Colleen, this have you heard right, of any of this? <laughs> this is why you didn't, well, yeah, all the all the Latin American stuff. Um, this is why you didn't end up going to a new country last this year, even though it was on your to-do list. You didn't walk around the block with a suitcase. <laughs> Obviously, I've done it wrong. Oh, yeah, man. the funniest part is when my mom tries to do all these things at once, like eat the grapes and and carry the suitcase around the block <laughs> while wearing yellow and red underwear, which is such a oh. And then the other thing is, is throwing out is th throwing water outside the window. I forget what that represents. Eduardo, Eduardo told us about this. He yeah, said yep. um, you throw water out to like throw out the whatever you need to let go of from the last year. Was it something like that? I've already yeah, forgotten. Yeah. yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Like, like the bad or the not useful or the what you're done with or whatever. Yeah. 
I remember one year too, this is just funny that my mom was trying to do all these things and I had uh, a dog at the time and the dog just ran away from the, the apartment and we had to chase down the dog too. Because <laughs> oh <my laughs> I think she went up to do the suitcase thing and the dog just went out. I'm trying to yeah. figure out the logistics. Like maybe she fills the suitcase with water and then walks around the block and then dumps it and then there's yeah there's involved there's somehow. <laughs> The dog was like, peace, I'm done with you guys for this year. I'm going yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. What about what about you personally, Neil? Like since you're in New York and and uh and all that, do you do you have any So last year or? Yeah, last year we invited some people over to our apartment and um I decided to have everybody just share kind of an accomplishment of the year. Um like what they're proud of this past year, what they did, and just kind of take a look back and just share with everybody. And then also go around and share what, what they're out to accomplish the, the coming year or what, what do they want to see happen, what results or what outcomes they want to see produced out of the year. Um, and I know I remember saying this past New Year's on for 2016 is moving in together with, with Lydia and we did do that. So pretty nice to to be able to say that we we made that happen. Accomplishment uh, mission accomplished, right? Check, check, yeah. check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you thinking for this year is um, I mean, outside of moving in, what feels like one of your one of the things that you're proud of of doing this year? Mm. First thing that comes to mind is getting back into fitness and uh, getting back. I, I enjoyed uh, doing CrossFit, so I joined a, a local gym here, and uh, it's been really it's been really fun uh, getting into a routine of that and um, getting stronger. Yeah, he has really big oh. muscles right now. It's pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, awesome. Um, any other questions, Lydia? Um, I don't think so. No. Thanks, babe. Cool. Yeah, thank for you for us. thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to kind of think back to, to some of these traditions, especially ones that uh aren't common to here and kind of to my childhood when I used to go more more often to Ecuador and visit family. Yeah. Cool. Well thank you for sharing with us. We'll talk All soon. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. What about you? What are your uh, What are your holiday traditions? Oh, you celebrate, see. you enjoy. So I celebrate Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Um, Halloween as well, but I guess we're not really talking about Halloween. Thanksgiving at my in my family is about twenty five people at my grandparents' house up in Buffalo. So uh -huh. we all go, and every everyone in the family has a particular dish that they're responsible for, which. I never really thought about before, but I think it's so cool. Um, so my dad makes the turkey, my grandma makes the stuffing, my mom makes the gravy, my brother makes onions, like my aunt makes potatoes, like everyone has their particular dish. And um, we just spend the whole day cooking and we eat this Chex Mix that we make, um, like homemade Chex Mix, which we call snack. And uh -huh. we just eat, we eat like buckets of it. It's just salt and like pretzels and peanuts and it's so bad for you, but we love it. 
Um, (laughs) It's phenomenal. I usually sleep through the entire Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I'm, like, always disappointed that I do that. But who wants to set an alarm on Thanksgiving? I don't. Yeah, Um, I'm not about it. Yeah. So, funny, actually, Neil goes to the parade every year. He didn't say that, but he takes his cousins to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which, like, more power to you. I don't know if I could handle that. I had a friend um, for a while who lived, his family lives, um, they have a swanky apartment um, that's overlooking Fifth Avenue and, or wherever it is. And so he would have a Thanksgiving um, parade float prep party where you would, he'd have people over the night before and we would watch the the floats um, come in and get like filled up with air and like, so they're just ready the night before, but they do it in the middle of the night so that people can be surprised by it in the morning. And so that was, that's the only thing I've done that's relevant to the parade. (laughs) Nice. Cool. (laughs) Let's see. What else do we do? Oh, I know. So, so we eat dinner and then we sort of chill for a minute. And after dinner, we watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving so we all pile into the living room <laughs> and like are all over each other because there's 25 people in one room. And we watch this like 20 minute video of a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and we all know all the songs and we laugh at the same parts. And then when it's over, we go eat pie and like chill by the fire. Um, oh, so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun. So that's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Christmas is similar in that we all go to Buffalo, uh, the same house, my grandparents' house, but um, it's only like 12 of us, so it's a much smaller group, and we do um, a big Christmas Eve dinner, and then we open all of our presents on Christmas Eve. We are German, um, are of German descent, so that is a traditionally German way to celebrate, and then again, we like, you know, chill by the fire, eat chocolate and just generally chill and my mom takes all of the wrapping paper and all of the bows and she puts them in a big garbage bag and she uses them for the next year because she likes to recycle so I love it yeah we also do something that we call Ithaca Christmas I, I was born in Ithaca which is not too far from Buffalo but Ithaca Christmas is myself my parents and my brother so it's the four of us My brother and I bring our partners now that we have partners, but traditionally it was just the four of us exchanging gifts among the four of us before we went and did the whole big extended family thing. And um, we, you know, always cut down a tree together. We haven't missed a year and we put it up and we put on um, Nat King Cole and like Bing Crosby and Mm -hmm. Charlie Bound Christmas (laughs) again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we drink eggnog and we, and we, you know, decorate the tree and then, um, sometimes on the same day, but usually later in the season, we'll, we'll actually have the Christmas, Ithaca Christmas where we have presents and more cookies and dinner. And I think one year we had like takeout cause we just wanted to. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. On actual Christmas day, we used to do stockings when we were younger. So we would wake up and have stockings in the morning. Now we don't really do stockings. Um, we, we do have a big Christmas day meal though, that two of my aunts cook together 
or my aunt and uncle and yeah a bunch of people together it's just like I guess the way I would describe the vibe of our holidays is like very relaxed um kind of like don't really get dressed until really late in the day lots of pajamas uh-huh. lots of like uh-huh. board games and you know movies um new year's let's see new year's is fun i mean it's as an adult it's a little more party centered but um i really just love being with my friends on new year's um kind of no matter where we are but it's always great to have someone to smooch at midnight and um Mm -hmm. so yeah as neil said we had a little party last year that was fun we might do that again this year I just love the anticipation of, like, counting down to midnight. But I don't have any set, like, you know, place that I go or thing that I do. I just like to be with people that I love on New Year's Eve. Now I'm sort of feeling like since we've come up with this whole thing, you and I should totally, like, plan a party and get, like, a bunch of little mini... Have you ever seen those little mini suitcases that they make that are, like, lunch boxes that are, like... Yes! You know? (laughs) And get some grapes and make some punch and... <laughs> do our own little party. I mean, we could. We could totally do that. Or we could invite everyone to bring their own tradition to share. Yeah. Ooh. I love it. I'm kind of down. I'm into uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah, I think those are my those are all the ones that are really important to me, those those traditions. The Charlie Brown thing really cracks me up when I think about it. I'm like, what other family I mean Lots of them. I guess everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Like I, not I didn't, me, like, I grew up yeah. with no TV and, like, no, I grew up in the woods, like, I don't know, my parents are weird, so not mine, but, but you know, like, I do have, when you were saying that, I was, I was thinking that this year, um, I actually bought on iTunes, and I'm super excited about them, the traditional, like, claymation Christmas videos, so I got Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is my favorite one, and uh, two others, do you know which ones I'm talking about? The... What? Oh God! There's like a creepy one with I. What is the name of it? I don't um, remember the name of it. It has like the abominable snowman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. <laughs> which, yes. when I was a kid, I called the abdominal snowman. I'm pretty sure that a totally lot of people totally the did. same word. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so this it's called the original Christmas classics. Let me see. I'm gonna find this because these are so good, though. The Frosty the Snowman was one of them. And have you seriously not seen these Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No, like, I, I have. They're the claymation ones. Yeah, the claymation yeah. ones. I think they're so creepy. Santa Claus is coming to town <laughs> and the little drummer boy. You think they're creepy? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They kind of are creepy. I guess I'm just, uh, I'm used to them. If you grew um, up with them, they probably aren't creepy, you know? It's like, yeah, they're they, your thing. They, just, they feel nostalgic to me. I don't, you know, it's one of those things I put on in the background. I don't really watch the show. Yeah, it's like background it's, uh, noise. Yeah, so like even when I'm coaching this whole season, I put on Christmas music, and then I put on Christmas TV, but on mute. Oh, I like that. And so then I just like go around my day when I'm working from home, and I just have like my whole house is filled with like nostalgic Christmas. Oh, that's sort of so cozy. I love that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I love coziness. Awesome. Me too. Okay. I think we're good to go. I love this episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. 
We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. soon.